0: So hey guys, this week, just a heads up, we're talking all about guns and, you know, all about shotguns in particular, upland shotguns, the best gun to hunt with. Hey guys, and we are joined by Henry Norman and Caleb Norman. Uh, Our conversation went a little long, so we divided it into two weeks. So this week, week one, is all about the different kind of shotguns and the different kind of shells you might encounter if you're kind of new to this world. Or if you're looking for a shotgun and you might be asking why this style over this style. And then next week, we're going to be talking all about specifics. We're going to be talking about brands and uh, just different shotguns in Patera. Come on, Jess. And so while my crazy dog's running around right here, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Yep. Come on. Yep. Welcome, everybody, to the Everyman Upland Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Baker. I'm joined today by two previous co-hosts, Henry Norman. Hey guys, how's it going? And Caleb Norman. What's up, guys? No relation, really. Not really. <laughs> just a common name. <laughs> Somewhere back in.
1: Yeah, that's a the whole other episode.
0: <laughs> yep. So, um, we'll get into family histories of South Georgia in another episode. Right on. So, uh, just before we get started, this. Uh, whatever, this episode is brought to you by Quail Ridge Plantation. You can check them out at quailridgeplantation.com to book your hunt. It is a shooting preserve with over 51 seasons of experience and history behind it. Shooting bobwhite quail in pristine bobwhite habitat. Yep, come on, yep. So today, guys, we're going to do the obligatory... Gun episode, and so, Pa-pow. <coughs> Pa-pow. so, um, so everything we say today is going to be 100% factual, non controversial, unrefutable. So, <laughs> whatever you hear here, it's a gospel, not really. Um, everything subjective here, but we do want to reiterate one of the goals of Airman Upland. If you listen to our first episode, is we want to point out areas of the sport where we can lower the... Entry level. Entry level. There's some places you can, some places you can't do that, but I think guns is one of those areas. Uh, Caleb was talking to us about puppies last time he was here, getting new puppies, what to expect, when you're expecting <laughs> a new
2: puppy. How's Atlas doing?
1: He's growing.
2: And uh, Henry, how are your dogs? They're all good. Um Currently have three at my home kennel and then a couple at the, uh, the plantations kennel. Uh, the ones at home are, they just figured out how to open their gate on their own. So, um, <laughs> destroyed three pairs of shoes in one night. That was, uh, that was fun. I think we've remedied that situation now though. Yeah. So having multiple bird dogs is more wasted shoes and more
0: poop to clean up. So, yep. you know, kind of comes with the territory. Um, all right, so let's jump right into this. If you are brand new to quail hunting, you may have looked at a gun dog magazine. You may have looked at a gardening gun. You may have looked at Quail Forever Journal. Hopefully you're a Quail Forever member. You may have looked at whatever, online, YouTube. Maybe just a friend's been talking about it. Maybe a friend. Maybe you've been into uh, an outfitter. The first thing you go through is sticker shock. When you see some of these guns, if if you're not like used to buying, if you're used to buying handguns, shotguns seem expensive. Shotguns Agreed, can
1: seem expensive if you're used to buying any other kind of gun, right? Not just handguns. Yeah, if you're used to buying other types of
0: shotgun, I mean,
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, um. Yeah, it is pretty wild that the 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 price of over unders, especially or side by sides for that matter, but double barrels seems to be uh, just a step above any any other type of shotgun for the most part. Now you can get you can get some pretty expensive automatics, but for uh, for the type of hunting that that we do, and and that that we'll get into this later in the episode, but because you can use any type of shotgun to hunt quail, but Historically, pros and cons. Yeah. historically yeah historically you know break action shotguns are what most people use
0: for this part in this part of the country yes. for sure so if you're just coming into the sport just a couple of things I want to go through I I kind of guys I kind of envision this as you're either the person who's like I'm a hunter I've I've hunted birds but not upland. So I I've hunted dove or duck. Those guys are typically shooting like 12 gauge automatics. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or turkey. Yeah. I mean that's what that's I always like turkey hunting. 12 gauge automatic
2: pretty like I think they're more going to be your most standard shotgun out there probably.
0: Yeah. It's, it's sure. the most
2: versatile I would I would venture to say. Yeah.
0: Especially nowadays. Probably a synthetic stocked 12 gauge automatic. Possibly camouflage, maybe black, <laughs> but yeah. And then, or you're the person who has like never shot anything. Maybe you came to Upland hunting from the dog side of things, or I don't know. You just had a friend, or uh, whatever. You just thought was cool, and you wanted to, this is the hunting you want to get into. If that's you, glad you're here uh please stay for a second um <laughs> let me talk at you for a minute let me talk at you um yeah and so first of all let's talk about that person who has a shotgun who has uh been hunting a while i i just want to tell that person like shoot what you got exactly
2: yeah there's not necessarily any any there's no rule saying you have to go buy a shotgun specifically for upland hunting and uh I would say i would even venture to say especially if you want to branch out just you know for to other upland hunting types than just bob white you know you may need a 12 gauge for those pheasants or chucker, or mm-hmm. you know a 20 gauge will get it done most in most situations but you know sometimes you will need that 12 so it's not necessarily the worst gun to have for upland hunting
0: yeah and i'm, on, I'm on, later i'm going to make the case why 410 will do every <laughs> upland bird in georgia well
1: i i mean I, like I said in the last episode that I was on, I grew up, you know, going to the preserve maybe once or twice a year. Um, I was invited, and I never had a over and under upland shotgun. Right. So I always shot my automatic twenty or twelve. Yeah, for so, sure. It's a good- I mean,
0: definitely, definitely shoot what you have. Yeah. Um, if it's a legal gun. And what I mean by that, in Georgia, I think you at least have to have a 20, oh, 18? I think you at least have to have an 18-inch barrel. You It can only hold three shells, whether it's plugged or whatever. But, you know, if you're thinking you've got the, who makes the AK-style Shotgun Stiga or something. Sega. Like that. There's a bunch Seven of Sega. Them now. Yeah, Sega. yeah. If you got one of those, like I guess if they made a three-round magazine, <laughs> you could take it. You might get some weird looks, but you or could. If you
1: have a home defense shotgun with an extended <clears throat> tube on it, yeah, yeah. Make sure it's plugged. You got to plug it. Um,
0: <laughs> make the case for why you would even want to look for a different shotgun, though. Why if if you've got a 12 gauge sitting at home perfectly good shoots perfectly well
2: why would you want a well if you're sugar? if
1: you're spending a half day full day out there walking through the woods it gets heavy after a yeah, while yeah that's true
2: and take into consideration the the weight of the actual ammunition 12 gauge ammunition is definitely going to be the heaviest unless of course you're out there hunting with a 10 gauge <laughs> yeah which yeah, i don't I don't recommend no if you um, got a 10 gauge leave you that <laughs> yeah
1: maybe don't shoot what you have yeah <laughs>
2: But yeah, um, so that's also something to take in, into consideration. And especially, you know, on, on a preserve, you can, usually you're going to have a vehicle or something nearby. So you don't have to t- carry a lot of shells at once. However, if you're wild bird hunting, you may have to carry everything you're going to use that day with you at all yeah. times. So, you know, that's that's something to think over.
0: Plus water, extra layers of clothes, all that kind of crap. It It adds up. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But just know that might be a reason- also um maybe a reason to leave your twelve gauge at home if you're hunting around real young dogs, you know that you would you just want to check to make sure everybody's dogs are good. I think that gets overlooked and and some people are like, "Ah, he's been shot around, he'll be fine, but I mean it does you know,
2: yeah, it's different when the dog's yeah. been shot around and when you know, two or three twelve gauges go off right over their head. You yeah, know, it, it can. Uh, it's a whole different ball game. So you yeah. want to you want to definitely make sure they're they're used to a lot of shotgun noise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if so,
0: we covered like you might want to be looking for weight, dog sensitivity. Those are mainly the the two I'd go for. So if you're that person who, what do you think about the person who like? doesn't have a lot of experience, they obviously need a gun to go hunting. I'm thinking my advice to that person is, A, if you've never handled a gun before, don't go hunting. Right. <laughs> like, Don't let your first hunting trip be the first time you've ever handled sure, a gun. Yeah. That's just a safety issue.
2: Yeah, there's plenty of places you can go shoot trap and and you know get familiarize yourself with the gun and Mm -hmm. you know even seek out a friend or someone that you know or even a professional to to instruct you on the ways to to handle a gun because that's it can get very dangerous out there Uh, a gun is gun is not something to be handled lightly
0: yeah and quail hunting is i'm not i don't want to scare anybody but it is one of the more it is one of the hunting sports that is a little more prone to accident because yeah, everything
2: happen. happens in a flurry, you know, multiple birds can get up. You have multiple targets and, you know, you're having to keep the background and what you're shooting at in mind at the same time. And there's other people out there with you. Public close land, range.
0: You know, yeah. you got to keep track of dogs. And so, um, you definitely, and don't think because you're shooting like a, a cartridge made for little, you know, four or five ounce birds, that it won't seriously hurt or kill a human being or a dog. Yeah. I mean, I just
2: had a dog killed yeah. this past season uh yeah. that was probably 50 yards away. So yeah. it doesn't it, it does not take With much. not a 12 gauge. Yeah, well, probably, I'm pretty sure it was a 20. Yeah. Or possibly a sub gauge even. Yeah,
0: 28 or something.
2: It's something to think about. And I think
0: but it's a tremendous opportunity if you don't have a shotgun and you're getting ready for this hunting season but you know some people who haven't it's a great opportunity to shoot a few different guns to see what you may like and don't like i kind of relish that opportunity i mean when we go shoot sporting clothes we're all like passing yeah, our guns around for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. do you want to shoot this stand with well
1: even hand? even last year when i was looking for guns you know i asked your opinion and wanted to shoot what you had just to
2: yeah you know I would add definitely if it's your first time hunting and you don't want to commit to a gun you know ask around if you if you have friends that are hunting uh or you know acquaintances or maybe even the, the place that you're hunting at depending on where you first go hunting but if you go to plantation a lot of times they'll have house guns that you can mm-hmm. try out or look for a shooting range where possibly they rent guns and mm-hmm. just get an idea of you know what type of gun you want whether it be you know, because you may want an automatic, so you can branch out and hunt more things. It just really depends on what you're wanting to hunt. Yeah, I think that's a big, big factor in in choosing your gun.
0: Yeah, and if you've got all you got is granddad's old hammer single shot break action gun, what do you think? Take, Take it or leave it. Take it. I mean, if it's
2: if it's all you got, and you don't want to buy a gun yeah. immediately, like I think if it works wrong.
0: and it's
1: safe to use. Take it. I mean, before you make that commitment, go hunt with it. and See if it's something you want to invest in.
0: Because it is a significant... I mean, even... We're going to talk about prices and gun, you know, different... We're going to get into some specifics, and I happen to be in the market for a gun, and I'm going to maybe throw out some candidates at the end of this episode of what I am considering buying.
2: Once Sam's
0: wife is not listening, he's <laughs> oh flogged out. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, I've been saving my pennies, so I, I got a little fun yeah. built up. I've been patient. You have. I've been patient. More and we'll patient than I would be. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to talk. But I, I can also afford to be patient, because I, do yeah, I, I don't true. have one gun. I've got several guns my dad's got guns um so um for that person who's just like getting into the gun world you basically have a pump shotgun what's called an auto although technically they're semi-automatic actions and then there's break action so pump pump action means it's got a the foregrip of a pump action shotgun slides back and forth you know, that's, And that also cycles that – is, that is what cycles yeah. the shell. So when you bring it back towards your body, it, opens it kicks the chamber. out. Yeah, it opens the chamber. If there's a shell in there, it's going to kick it out. And when you slide it back up, it's going to close the chamber, and that loads a new shell. Um, they, let's go pros. They hold three shells, They're, which I think that's a pro. Yeah, usually very reliable, although I've run into some that are not – there's not a lot to go wrong with them. No, they're
1: they're going to cycle pretty much anything.
0: Yeah, any uh, yeah. any load. I mean, if you can physically work the action, it's going to cycle. Whether it gets wet or in mud or or whatever. Price and, and, point. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah,
2: we're the price point is. Well, and also you know, in considering different size loads, if like you needed a gun to do it all, and wanted a 12 gauge so that you could duck hunt with, quail mm-hmm. hunt with, pheasant hunt with you know, you maybe look for one with a, mm-hmm. um, interchangeable, interchangeable choke. choke and, um, the, also the good thing about a pump is, you know, where an automatic might not cycle some of those lighter loads,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a pump will. And so you're, you know, you can, it's a little more versatile in what yeah. it will shoot.
0: Exactly. Um, the cons, I don't know if there's a con, this go. This is just a fact about pump shotguns. There's no recoil dampening in the action. What I mean is, unless you've got like a rubber pad on the stock, you're just gonna take the take the recoil. I say they're not good for short shooters either. The fore end is so far away. Yeah, you need a from you need the a trigger. Good yeah, I mean you don't have to. You know, I'm not saying you got to be six feet tall, but my wife, she's five four. She str- she's like she will not shoot a pump because. She, it's so – even with a shortened stock, it's so awkward to hold the gun, which I these are – people buy pump shotguns for their kids as, like, first shotguns or whatever. Sorry, that was my first shotgun.
2: I just think they're terrible first shotguns. Yeah. I mean, I think in a way, like, a safety standpoint, like, once you shoot that shot, you know you have to hear the gun rechamber oh, around, yeah. so you can kind of you, – you know – as a as a parent and quote unquote safety officer, yeah. you know you're you can kind of have more uh, audible um, confirmation that that of what yeah. they're doing.
0: Right. And uh, the biggest con is you have to you have to manually cycle the shell, which if you're used to it, you can shoot them lightning fast. I've seen people that I don't know how the shells not still igniting <laughs> when it's coming out of the the breach but it's uh you got to operate it which means your body's doing something between shots that isn't just focusing
2: on the target yeah you don't have that follow-up
1: a, up shots you definitely have to be used to shooting a pump yeah, yeah you, you like want to
2: like get acquiring the target on every
0: shot yeah you definitely want to get uh practice um yeah, if you're not used to shooting a pump, it might not be the best, like, first-time gun. All right, auto, automatics. Um, they can be kind of picky about—we've already talked about that. They can be kind of picky about what shells they shoot because they're going to work either on a gas or an inertia system. And it's not only, like, the strength of shell. It's going to be—I think a lot of people don't take into consideration that shells are, like, a mass-produced product that are are made within really tight specifications but there's just some shells that like my remington 1100 will only shoot certain
2: shells yeah at this age it's a pretty old gun not gonna name any not gonna down talk any shells but i've run into certain brands that are more apt to have like split brass on them yeah hang up and that's gonna hang up yeah like a whole Their quality control yeah like be as good as other. like brands. a box will have like up to yeah. five split shells in it which is we're uh, going to talk about yeah. ammo in a second um
0: all right but besides that um oh you you're gonna like compared to a pump you're gonna have to keep an automatic fairly clean
2: yeah uh to keep those think things of a pump happening. as a ak-47 and an automatic is <laughs> yeah. a uh, 1911. Yeah. 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 Go. It's going to, it's going to
0: need to be clean. Um, it's a consistent choke. So there's only one and choke is without getting too deep in the weeds, choke is the constriction at the end of the barrel that controls the shot, pattern. the pattern, the shot pattern. So shotgun shell's got a bunch of pellets in it. It's going to sling them out into a, a pattern, not only a size pattern, but a density and so you control that to some extent with a choke. And what chokes do you guys shoot quail with?
2: Quail, typically, well, and there is a difference between wild quail hunting and preserve. Because preserve, yeah. preserve hunting, the birds do fly a little slower. So you're probably going to get closer shots. Shot. So for that, I will use what's known as a skeet choke typically. yeah. And that's one of the wider chokes. It's, it's Yeah, a,
0: cylinder is the, yeah. that's wide open.
2: So ski Full is just is choke yeah.
0: probably
1: improved is what I,
0: I, that's kind of middle of the
2: yeah. road. So, so I'll use improved modified and modified for uh wild birds with yeah. t- out of a 20 gauge. Yes. Yeah.
1: Modified is usually what I should use. Yeah. For are y'all
2: big choke? I mean,
0: are y'all like spinning chokes all the time? Like taking them in, taking them out, playing with it? No,
2: I don't. I mean, I've got, I've got a duck gun that I think I use improved modified in. And that's, that stays in it regardless mm-hmm. of what, what species I'm hunting. And I'll even use that choke for a dove. But, uh, yeah, for quail, I mean, I've, it just really depends on the gun because all of my quail guns are fixed choke. I've got double barrels that are, you know, I've got a skeet and skeet 20 gauge and then I've got a improved modified and modified, uh, yeah. 20. When we talk about specific guns coming up,
0: yep. we'll, we'll talk about fixed choke versus interchangeable chokes. Um all right, back to automatics. They hold 3. It's one point of aim, one choke. Uh they come in a anything from really heavy to really light, and typically the more money you spend, the lighter they get. Yeah. Right. Um the good things I think for that new shooters may want to consider in a gas or in a uh automatic is that there is some recoil dampening. If it's a gas-operated gun, it is going to take some of the recoil out, and the fore ends are like pretty long, so there's a lot of places you can kind of grip the gun.
2: Yeah, plenty of area to get some purchase on. Yeah, Um, and I will say that with automatics, there there's a lot of people that come to Quail Ridge that that shoot automatics in lower gauges, twenties or sub gauges. Like uh, several people that come shoot. Uh, 28 automatics, which aren't that popular or anywhere yeah, else. There's not but, a lot of them. But they're they're great for what what we do. I mean and that would probably if I had to pick one gun just for Bob White quail hunting, it'd probably be a 28 automatic. Yeah. What? Oh, we're gonna get into <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, break action
0: guns, and here's where things get crazy because there's single shot. That's they're real simple. Yeah. There's nothing, one trigger, one barrel. It's either open or closed, bang. Um, one choke, one point of impact. Uh, there's side-by-sides, which is a two, you, everybody, I mean, yeah. look like it your, up. Like <laughs> Google it. <laughs> it's like pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, side-by-side, double barrel, and then there's over-under, double barrel. Um, side-by-side, okay, and double barrel. And over unders, they hold two. Uh, you typically use two different chokes, although you could use the same choke in both barrels, but most people use different choke, two different chokes. Um, I put cycles in quotation marks because it doesn't really cycle the shell, but it's like the follow up shots are real quick because they can, with a two trigger, gun, they can be simultaneous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, with a one-trigger gun, yeah, sometimes they can yeah. be simultaneous. Yeah. I've run into that problem a and few so, times.
0: Yeah, that's called doubling. Um, but oh, with an automatic, you don't have a lot of control over how fast the follow-up shots happen. Like, there is a split. I'm not saying it's significant. I'm just saying if you shoot uh, over and under for a long time, like if you shoot around a clay's. And then somebody hands you an automatic, especially like a three-inch gun. You you feel it cycle. Yeah, like you, you're very for sure conscious of the cycle time. Um, well, and then, even
1: going from a a gas operated to an inertia operated mm-hmm. automatic, I can tell
0: the difference. Oh yeah, between the cycle times. Oh, I, I guess I hadn't shot that many inertia guns.
2: I've had two, and yeah, well, they do seem a little. like, Going from stutter. my Beretta
1: to my Benelli, automatic, I can tell the difference in the cycling. What is what is faster, Beretta? Beretta's faster, but I'm just saying I is can it gas. I, yeah, it's gas. Gas is faster. I okay. can feel the Benelli cycling, and I can't really feel the Beretta cycling. Yeah, the I would agree with
2: I, that. Like shooting my dad's old, like my window. follow-up
1: shots with my Benelli until I got used to it was off just
0: because of the cycling of the gun. Mm-hmm. 1100
2: yeah that 1100 would be an older style gas operated shotgun Mm -hmm. and a remington 1100 to clarify and uh and so i my the first actual automatic that i owned was a a franchi auto and it was chambered in three and a half as my duck gun um and so it you can really it's like it's it sounds it (laughs) sounds like a
1: The the older the old Browning A fives are they're inertia. And they're they are
0: the cl- 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 chunkiest yeah. Yeah. of cycling yeah, guns. Like sure. you can almost hear the guy next to you like cl- 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 cl. Yeah.
2: Do you have a pump?
0: Yeah, like a howitzer <laughs> <collection>. <laughs> kicking out a shell. All right. Brake action guns, um, they'll really shoot anything, you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, you could possibly run into a problem where the recoil doesn't reset the the pin on the next. Yeah, but I mean that's, that's you'd have to have super light yeah. rounds. I mean yeah. and they they make some for like older shotguns. I believe RST makes some pretty yeah light loads. And that's if a side by sides and over unders
0: come in so many flavors compared to the other guns. <clears throat> And so you got single trigger selectable, sing, you know, single trigger non selectable, single trigger inertia, single trigger mechanical, and then you got double trigger. And so a double trigger, double gun will net like it's the most simple yeah. gun. So one trigger for each barrel. Yeah, it's really hard to for it not to work. I, you know, I, I don't know if I've, I've shot one for a while now. and
2: Yeah, and I would say the probably the biggest positive of, of a double trigger is you have that instantaneous barrel selection. So like we were saying earlier, if you have a gun with two different chokes, you know, if, if a bird gets up close, you're going to want that spread out choke to cover more mm-hmm. area. But the further he gets out, the more tight choke you want. So if a bird gets out far, you can just, if you know your gun well enough, you hit the tight choke barrel. If he's close, you hit the open choke barrel. The key is knowing your gun yeah. well
0: enough and practicing, and having that so much that, that presence of mind. Oh man! Because when that covey of twenty birds gets up in the wild, I like y'all see me choke up on that <laughs> second shot. It was just like bang, and no second shot. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the point is, I think all these guns work, um, and we're gonna talk about. Um we're gonna give some examples. We're gonna give some examples of some used, really good value, used guns, um, and some what we consider to be pretty good value new guns. Uh quick word about shells. In the United States, in Georgia, you're gonna have twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty eight, and four ten. Sixteen is making a comeback. The shells are not easy to find.
2: Well, during the ammo shortage of 2020 slash 2021 they true. were some sometimes some places that's the only shells you could find
0: yeah you were just mentioning that the, well the 28th is what i could find 28th so you get on twenty eights are usually a little more expensive 12 and 20 you are like, hard to find yeah they're hard to find because of the shortage
2: in normal
0: years though they're the most common
2: True. yeah that's yeah. what everyone everyone has a 12 or a 20 mainly a 20 if you're a younger shooter or that's i would say the main demographic that shoots 20s now i'm especially I like for a 20. yeah Me no too. Well, but i mean for for quail hunting but the the biggest type of bird hunting around here by far is dove, dove. hunting yeah. yeah and so that's typically everybody shoots a 12 for dove mm-hmm. there's a few people that shoot a 20 yeah and you can get it done with a 20 but yeah and if you're shooting sport and clays a lot yeah. you're shooting a 12 yeah
0: yep and uh or or skeet or trap whatever any of the clays um yeah Sixteen's gonna be a little harder to find 28 16 and 28 are a little more expensive 410 it's kind of a middle ground like you can typically find it you find a lot of weird 410 shells now
2: yeah like home defense yeah, like rounds. yeah a lot of
0: yeah strange uh 410s but um probably coming from the judge yeah but, that's true
2: which i have unfortunately taking some people hunting when they use their judge, which I would not recommend. <laughs> wow. Do not condone. <laughs> yeah. That's not a viable
0: option. Um, those things have like a, not even a cylinder. No choke. It's like a no. no choke. Um, all right. So when you look at a box of shotgun shells, you're going to see the gauge. Which 410 is not technically a gauge; it's a caliber. It it's just it's a 36 size.
2: Thirty six gauge, I believe. Is that thirty two or thirty six? I think it's a thirty six.
0: Yeah, in Europe, there's like several more gauges. Yeah, I didn't know about. Like Rosini makes a thirty two gauge. I'm like, hmm. yeah, you're not gonna. If you think, oh, that seems cool, you're never gonna find shells <laughs> for that gun here. Not here. So, um, Anyway, on a box of shells, you're going to see the gauge and length. That's your two major. And your length is going to be, is either going to start with two or three.
2: Yeah. Nine times out of ten, pretty much across the board, two and three quarters. Yeah. Unless you get into duck loads, and that's going to be three or three and a half.
0: And I've only seen two and a half. To three and
2: a half. Yeah, uh, there' are a lot. There's a lot of older four tens, like really old guns that will shoot. They're only chambered in two and a half.
0: In the United States, you're going to see gauge length, two and three quarters, pretty standard. Uh, then you're going to see the load, and the load refers to the weight of the shot in the in the shell. So a 20, total weight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so a 20 gauge one ounce load and a 28 gauge one ounce load, as long as the shot size are the same, that is the same amount of shot. So, three quarter, those range like three quarter up to one and a quarter is about. uh, And with three and a half, we're not talking about three and a half inch shells here. We're not talking about duck hunting. Um, Typically, you're going to see something around there. Normal, I think, is about an ounce or so right in there yeah. announcing a eighth you know if you're shooting a 12 gauge um and then the next number you see is going to be oh sometimes you'll see the dram size i hardly ever pay attention to that just know that if you see magnum loads they're gonna they're gonna kick or high brass more powder that's more powder magnum is more powder um I wouldn't worry about that, and then uh, the size of the shot is the last number, and it will be something like seven to eight or nine. I don't shoot nines. I don't. They're not very common, but they are getting more common because of federal TSS loads for turkey. People are shooting 410 four shells with nine shot. At Turkey. And absolutely obliterating. Man. Yeah, very effective. And the higher the number, the smaller. Yeah, the higher the number, the smaller the shot, which could mean a more dense pattern, but each pellet has is smaller. Yeah, less matte or, you know, more yeah, pellets, inertia. but smaller yeah, size. And then you could look at, like, the speed of the shell, uh, whatever. Uh, that doesn't matter. I think gauge, make sure it fits your gun. Length, make sure it fits your gun. So yeah, you'll but, see that on the chamber. I would
2: say with the speed, just you know, if I would, I would pick a type of shell and try to stick to it. Yeah, you know, because it 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 will make a slight difference in in lead yeah. distance and stuff with the speed of the shell. True, you know, if you're if you're going to shooting clays with a bunch of you know a random box of shells, you might you might not do as well as if you had three boxes of all the same consistent stuff. shells. Yeah, so I shoot. This is what I shoot. If I'm shooting
0: a twenty gauge, I shoot. Twenty gauge, two and three quarter, seven and a half.
1: Yeah, I shoot sevens or seven and a half, and either
0: the seven eighths or probably seven eighths or one ounce load. Yeah. probably seven eighths Seven eighths is more common, common Yeah, that's common. like
2: the target loads, I believe, and then the, yeah, I think just the, the ounces, the like game loads go. To yeah, the, you can yeah. get the high brass or whatever, but don't. I wouldn't mess
0: around with that. I think two and three quarter, seven to eight. You're going to be good to go. All right. Um, and if you're shooting 12, same 12 gauge, two and three quarter, same size shot. And you can either shoot an ounce or an ounce and an eighth
2: ounce and a quarter is
0: going to be a lot for a little bird. I like think that. ounce
2: and a quarter also is typically more what grass. you're finding your three inch and you know, your mm-hmm. would might be considered a, will definitely be considered a magnum load in a two and three quarters. I don't even know if they make an ounce and a quarter. And yeah, they do. Okay. It's a probably, it's a in, two and three shell. Quarter. Yeah.
0: that's right no because that's
2: that is what i shoot at doves because i need all the help i can get
0: (laughs) (laughs) for them sky high birds Uh, and dove are upland birds so it's not like i mean i know we keep saying quail i guess the other upland birds are more like quail so you got quail woodcock grouse dove and then turkey (laughs) oh and snipe
2: Yep. Wilson but, snipe. <laughs> I think you could pretty much shoot anything at a snipe. They're, they're tiny. <laughs> Throw rocks at them. Um if you could hit one. Yeah, for real. Probably the hardest to um, hit burn out there. All right. So anything else on shot? I would just say that the twelve gauge, since we're, you know, since we're in the Bob White hunting world, uh the twenty eight gauge is was and this is this is kind of what everybody tells you what you hear but in truth there were 28 gauges in europe before they ever were in america but in 1903 parker sort of brought the 28 onto the market by releasing the first mass-produced 28 gauge guns and from everything that i've heard they were developed for quail hunting because Mm -hmm. they were a good They packed almost as much punch as a twenty gauge, but they were easier to carry, and you know people were wanting something a little with you know a little more punch than a four ten. So I would say it's fairly widely regarded as the better uh, quail gauge, Mm -hmm. a twenty eight. And and I would agree with that. I I like I love shooting my twenty eight at quail. I do too. While we're
1: on shells, you want to get into the types of shot
0: as far as yeah lead. okay so i think everybody sitting here shoots lead yeah, yeah. i do yeah in georgia i don't th- unless you're shooting waterfowl yeah. there's no regulate like lead is fine if you have other convictions there are non-toxic loads steel is the cheapest non-toxic load It is fast but it does not care it's not malleable And it doesn't
2: carry the same punch, and And you can really tell. Yeah, yeah. The the pattern distortion at range is is really noticeable. Like it just after after a certain distance, your pattern just falls apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: so, um, but there are more expensive options. There's, I think the first. This is not a non toxic load. We just found out. (laughs) is. Copper-plated lead is not real popular in Georgia. I've never seen anybody shoot copper-plated lead in Georgia. Um, That's more like of a pheasant load. Then you've got like bismuth uh, and tungsten, which is... Are both going to be very pricey. Very expensive. We're talking like...
2: And this was before the the (laughs) ammo went out of this world. We're talking
0: about nowadays, I saw a box for like 60 bucks. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it cheaper. I'm sure there's like... 40s and then there's like mixes i think like black cloud makes a like a proprietary mix of and then there's like secret sauce shot shape yeah is a thing now like they're even getting to where like we're not just on round bbs anymore we're talking squared off so they like stack in the shell yeah and so you know if you find that helps great try it out try it out let us know maybe we'll try some of it I mean, with the amount of wild birds we encounter, I mean, spending $40 on box of
2: shells. I mean, the last year. <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more put, than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Put in the comments what you shoot and, and yeah. why you shoot it. There you go. Um,
0: your boy sticks with the good old lid. I shoot yeah. a little better shell. I like, I don't opt for the budget, nah. like value pack. I get, I get, I get what I can get. Oh yeah, now, now, yeah. now it's just whatever you can get. But if if there's all options on the table, I, th- I like a little better shell. I'm, I'm like, I'm talking about the actual uh, quality, yeah. the, the quality of the case.
2: Yeah, nine times out yeah. of ten, I'm shooting that Walmart special.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if yeah. it, or that that floorboard special. <laughs> it's just like oh oh just
1: that little try just- some I get back.
0: All right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to be talking about more specifics, and uh, I promise I will reveal what shotgun I chose to hunt this season with. Uh, I've already got it Uh, when we were recording. I hadn't quite made up my mind, but I have made up my mind, and it just came in. So next week, join us, and I'll reveal which shotgun I picked for the 20. 21 2022 bird season so we'll see you guys later